This message is on the exceeding riches and unsearchable riches of God's grace. Pastor explains the riches of God's grace as salvation, peace, glory. This message teaches that if you humble yourself, God's grace will abound in your life. Praise be to the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Let's let's open our Bibles to the book of Ephesians chapter 1. Three scriptures. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 7. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 7. And Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. Ephesians 1 7. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sins according to the riches of his grace. In whom we have redemption through his blood, the forgiveness of sin according to the riches of his grace. I wanted to underline that word riches of his grace. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 7. That in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness towards us through Christ Jesus. Again underline that word, the exceeding riches of his grace. Ephesians chapter 3 verse 8. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints. Unto me who am less than the least of all saints. Is this grace given? Is this grace given? That I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Richie rich. We're going to be richie rich. The riches of God's grace. Richie rich. The riches of His grace. The riches of His grace. There is an interesting scripture in Ezekiel 2 and verse 2 which says, As He spoke, the Spirit entered me. So every time the word of God is spoken, what is revealed in that word the anointing behind it, the grace behind it, the spirit behind it will enter you. So even tonight, if you will open your heart and say, Lord, I receive your word of the exceeding riches of God's grace, the grace of God will enter you. The spirit of the grace of God will enter you. The spirit of grace. Open your mouth and say, Lord, I open my heart. I open my understanding to the riches of your grace. To the riches of your grace. To the riches of your grace. Amen. You need to explore the riches. Have you seen the most costliest things? Whether it be gold, diamond, whether it be some precious stone, whether it be oil. You got to search for it. It's not there in the surface level. You got to explore. You got to dig deep. You got to drill. You got to have the equipment to drill to find those riches. Riches is not there in the surface level, but it is there deep. It's so, so is the grace of God. You can't have just a surface level Christianity. I was just saying, Amen. You know, we, we have got the Christian language. I realized one thing, just coming to church doesn't help anybody. Unless you come to church and you connect with God in worship. You connect with God in His Word. You connect with God through your prayer. Unless you come to church or you listen to a message, unless you learn to connect in your heart with God, with His Word, you cannot step into the riches that God has kept for you in His Word. Look at somebody and you got to go deeper. The precious things of life. 
the real riches are not there in the surface level it is there when you go deep it is the very process of exploring that helps you to tap into something that you've never found before so many people know about grace theologically so many people know about the anointing about salvation about whatever the vocabulary of christianity whatever you know so much of about it theologically intellectually mentally but i seldom find somebody who is tapped into it who has explored those truths in the scripture and tapped into it and found their riches open your mouth and say i'm going to be rich you rich because i'm going to explore Hallelujah the grace of God I'm going to explore the grace of God the goodness of God oh the wealth of God's grace right about the treasure of God's grace the preciousness of God's grace hallelujah there is nothing more beautiful than somebody tapping into the grace of God and enjoying the surplus of his grace flowing through their lives in the ratri karangal yerthi call for the name of Jesus from his fullness we have received grace upon grace upon grace upon grace hallelujah hallelujah amen glory to god hallelujah so what are the riches of god's grace What are the riches? Well, I have to start because you, you're preaching on camera. You do not know who are the people who are listening. The the biggest blessing that you can have is what you called salvation. Ephesians chapter two, verses eight and nine. For by grace are you saved through faith and that not of yourself it is the gift of God for by grace the unmerited favor of God for by grace you are saved through faith and that not of yourself it is the gift of God lift your hands and say thank you Jesus for that gift Thank you Jesus for that gift. Amen. You got to find the grace to know that you're saved. I heard a testimony of a couple they were getting ready to go to church. They were elders in the church in their church. And so somebody came and knocked on the door and it was another Christian person who was giving out gospel tracts. So the husband is inside getting ready the wife is just opened the door and this man asked are you a child of god so the husband calls from inside and says hello it's time for us to go just tell them whoever they are we can't we don't have time right now so they rush out doesn't speak with this person gets into the car so the husband asks the wife what did he say what did he want So this man uh, this lady says that man asked are you a child of god So this guy says didn't you tell him that i am an elder in the church And she said you didn't ask that Didn't you tell him that you are in the choir singing? She said, "He didn't ask that. He just asked, "Are you a child of God?" The answer is either yes or no. There are many who are listening. You might be in the church board you might be singing you might be doing a lot of stuff but are you a child of god 
John 1 and verse 12 to all those who received him and believed in him he gave them the power to become a child of God Woo. I have a father I am his child Jesus is my Lord I have received Christ into my life and just because your wife is a child of God or is saved or is born again that doesn't make you God's son-in-law <laughs> Just because your parents have given their lives to Jesus doesn't make you the grandchildren of God. I do not know whom I'm saying this to tonight. You are a child of God by faith, by grace. In the Ratriyum, where Unnum, grace, the riches of His grace, the one to me, the Krava. You are God's creation. God created you, but you become a child of God by surrendering your life to Christ, by inviting Jesus into your life, by knowing that your sins are washed away in His blood. Oh, we have redemption through His blood, the forgiveness of sin. Are you a child of God? Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. See, salvation. It's just not about, you know, you got to be sure. Grace gives you surety. You're sure by grace. Say that with me. I'm sure. I'm sure. By grace. By grace. And some of you know how to sound saved. <laughs> you know, you sound saved. Some of you look saved. You know how to have that look of being saved. Suddenly become pious and what were you five minutes back before you came and you stepped into the church or came before somebody who was... <laughs> if you are doubting whether you are saved, you're not sure. The grace of surety has not flown into your life. Or are you guessing maybe I'm saved? Maybe. Yeah, I know the pastor pretty well. I know all the pastors. They're all of my you know, Facebook friends. <laughs> I, got a, I got about 100 Facebook friends, pastors. Surety is, comes by the grace of God. Tonight somebody is stepping into that surety deep knowing it doesn't matter that you are saved by faith in Christ that your salvation is secure that you would go to heaven if God calls you now there is no fear you know that you belong to Jesus oh I am his child he is my Lord I have a father in heaven now thank you Jesus that surety to come into your hearts by grace by grace by grace it's unmerited it is the grace of God glory to God once we were strangers and aliens once we were pilgrims far away from the commonwealth of faith oh not covenant with God by but we have access by his blood we have access through the blood of Jesus Christ into the grace of God by whereby we stand tonight in the name of Jesus we have access to this grace by faith thank you Lord thank you Jesus it's a very special feeling you know in life just to be secure of your salvation saved by grace means it includes all this you're just secure You can sense the grace falling in you. Can you? Paul would say, I am what I am by the grace of God. I am what I am by the grace of God. I don't deserve this. I'm not coming by 
the works that I've done because it's all like filthy rags in the sight of God. It's not my righteous deeds. It's not how well I've behaved and what great character I have. You know, I was, I do not know and I'm, I'm just not able to go into the depth of scriptures just, but just this is the depth there's nothing more deeper than being saved <laughs> and I was listening to a, 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 a true incident that happened abroad where uh, a, a, a woman killed two people her name is Tania she's not my wife second name is something else she's not Tania Joseph thank God for that well, this Tanya, she killed two people. And she was convicted to death penalty. She and a couple of her friends. And while, you know, in prison, she came to know about Jesus. And asked God for forgiveness and gave the life to Jesus. And she experienced the joy of salvation. She knew she belonged to God. God had forgiven her. The blood of Jesus had cleansed her. She gave her life completely to Jesus. No miracles. She still had to go to be the death penalty I did not know what the mode of making sure her life was over but she had to go for that but she had this joy that she was saved that God had forgiven her can you imagine that she made heaven after she murdered two people but it made me to think what about those two people who were killed? Did they make heaven? If they had not accepted Christ, no. It would seem terrible. The two people who died, if they had not accepted Christ, they are eternally lost. But it looks unjust that at the woman who killed them, Turn to God and is saved in heaven. See, it is grace that saves you. It is not fair. It doesn't seem right. It doesn't seem just. But to every sinner out there, oh, even the sinner in the churches, come to Christ. His blood will cleanse you, make you whiter than snow. The riches of His grace is to know that you're saved by faith in Jesus Christ. To be sure of your salvation. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. On Christ alone. I stand. grace that's the riches of his grace secure tonight nothing else but tap into that grace 
the assurance of the forgiveness that comes through the blood of Jesus. There is somebody who is listening who just needs to respond. That's why the Spirit of God is not making me go forward with this message. God is stretching out His love towards you. He's got His arms outstretched towards you. Give Him your life. Give Him your heart. Paul, a murderer who was a, you know, a witness to murder taking place in the early church. Become a saint of God. Become an apostle by the grace of God. Paul said, I am what I am by the grace of God. The grace is what you need. The grace is what you need. The grace of God. Hallelujah. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. Somebody said, you know, your grace will surprise you. I think it was Billy Graham who said, you know, when you get to heaven, you'll be surprised that some of the people you expected to see there are not there. You'll be surprised some of the people that you didn't expect to be there have come up there by the grace of God. Like the thief on the cross who gave his life to Christ in the last moment. And more than anything else, when you get to heaven, you'll be surprised that you made it. <laughs> Ooh, I, I reached here by the grace of God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Lift your hand and say, Oh, <laughs> let the grace of God abound upon your life. Let the grace of God abound in your life. Let the grace of God abound upon your life. Thank you, Jesus. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. So the, 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 the riches of His grace, the first one is salvation. Say that with me, salvation. Salvation. Salvation in Christ. Salvation in Christ. Amen. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Give me a song. Same song. Christ alone, my hope is found. He is my light, my strength, my soul. This cornerstone, this solid ground, firm to the fiercest round, henceforth. can write this moment, this time. God is touching you right now. You're born again. You're experiencing the forgiveness of God right now. You're experiencing the grace of God in your room right now. You're backslid. God is touching you once again and renewing you. I can sense that. You'll be secure from now on. Never a backward step, but going forward by the grace of God. Hallelujah. Amen. So what are the riches of God's grace? John chapter 1 verse 14. The Bible says there, grace and truth came together in Christ. And the word was made flesh. The word was made flesh. And dwelt among us. And dwelt among us. And we beheld his glory. Yes. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father. Yes. Full of grace and truth. Full of grace and truth. Grace and truth always goes together. What is truth? Jesus is the truth. But what is truth? The truth is the revelation of his word. The revelation of his word. You know, diligent study of the Bible is important. Very important. I do that. But without grace, there is no truth that will be revealed. Diligent study is a means. But the result comes when grace begins to reveal to you the truth of God's word. 
You can hear hundreds of preachers, read plenty of spiritual books, but there can be no light in your soul if the grace of God does not illuminate truth into you. Paul said, by the abundance of revelation, the thorn was given to me in the flesh. And I prayed to God and he said, no. He said, my grace is sufficient for you. When grace begins to flow into somebody's life, the scriptures become alive. Truth begins to move in your heart. Light of God's word begins to be illuminated in your soul. There might be no light in your home, but you are so bright because the word of God has illuminated you. Hallelujah. I like to listen to preachers who have grace on their lips. I told somebody, the phonetics is good. Learning to pronounce a word properly and having command over a language is good. But the most important thing for a preacher is gracious lips. Lips that carry revelation. When grace fills your life, revelation of his word begins to flow out. You're not struggling to believe the truth of God's word. Mm. Faith comes alive. Hallelujah. Glory to God. May that realm of grace be open to somebody tonight in the name of Jesus. May that realm be open to you tonight in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Raida Lama Shamana Prabala. Thank you, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. In Jesus' name. Amen. When grace begins to, you know, the riches of God's grace, the riches, the riches of God's grace. It says there in the book of uh, Exodus chapter 33. You know, you, you study the scriptures in New Testament 2 Peter 1 verse 2. It says, may grace and peace be multiplied to you. Can you say that with me? May grace, may grace and, peace and peace be multiplied to you. Be multiplied to you. So grace and peace goes together. Everywhere grace goes, peace goes. If you are graceful, you are peaceful. As much as possible, you know, I, I try to avoid carrying load on my head. Sometimes you think, okay, because you have to carry responsibility, you got to carry this load. But I've realized now it doesn't work. I got to lay that load at the feet of Jesus and say, Lord, your grace. I don't have answers to everything. I don't have solutions to everything. You have, let your grace abound. Your, your enabling hand move forth. Without you, I can do nothing. I just need your grace. I don't need to figure it out. I don't need to brainstorm and find solutions to everything. I thank you that your grace can abound. Because if you're peaceful, then God is at work. Sometimes people, you know, I remember a long time back, somebody came for the prayer. And that was the time when we were gathering in my house. That person came for a prayer the first time and everybody was smiling, laughing and rejoicing. And that person was a doctor and he said, I know, I mean, you know, he was not a doctor, sorry. The doctor was a different thing altogether. This person who came up, he said, you know, I came with a lot of problems. But this prayer group, everybody seems to be smiling and they don't, they, it looks like none of them have problems. It looks like everything is so easy and smooth for these people. Well, they have problems. Everyone has problems. Everyone has truckloads of problems. 
but people who are graceful are peaceful Exodus chapter 33 and verse 14 Moses and he said um, uh, 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 the 13th verse onwards 13th verse Moses is saying therefore i pray thee if i have found grace in thy sight show me now thy way the 14th verse and he said my presence shall go with thee and i will give thee rest lord if i have found grace in thy sight show me thy way the lord says if i if you found grace my presence will be with you grace is equal to presence the presence of god and if the presence of god is there there is a rest you know moses never prayed for power do you know that he had to go to egypt and do all those miracles but you will never find one scripture saying that moses said give me power lord over egypt give me power lord no he just said lord i need your grace if i found favor in thy sight if if i found grace in thy sight you know that my presence will be with you and you will be at rest you know power most people want power power is good there's nothing wrong with it but power power means there can be somebody with greater power but grace means no matter what kind of power comes against you the lord takes care of it boom in the ratri ask him for grace and not for power say lord i need your grace i'm not looking for signs wonders and miracles lord i'm just looking for your presence your grace lord your grace lord i want to enjoy your peace your rest upon my life once a man of god a great man of god was asked do you have problems at all he says you know do you have problems like others he says yeah maybe problems have come but i've never you know i i don't know about these problems at all because i'm only looking at being conscious of grace and walking in the grace <laughs> are there people who are against i don't know <laughs> i'm just i'm not worried about that i just am conscious of the grace of god in my life are there people who want to bring you that it doesn't matter for me i am just conscious of god's grace glory to god see 90% of your prayer time should be asking for grace not asking for things when grace comes together with grace will come peace will come rest will come the joy of salvation will come surety in your hearts will come sufficiency Psalms 84 verse 11 the riches of God's grace rich here rich somebody is going to be rich here rich Psalms 84 verse 11 for the lord god is a sun and shield the lord our god is a sun and shield the lord will give grace the glory. lord will give grace and glory and glory wow with grace comes glory, glory. and it says there No good thing will he withhold from them that walk uprightly. May good things come in your life. Together with grace comes glory. Amen. One thing I'm sure anybody who is selfish, self-centered have never tasted grace. The moment you taste grace you know how to give glory to God. When somebody is saying my hard work, my efforts, I my conducts, whoa, my sleepless nights. I brought up the children, oh I haven't slept for 20 years trying to raise these children up. You have not tapped into the grace of God. It was all you. But the moment grace comes you're giving glory to God. God's grace abounded my children have been raised by the hand of God God has given me victory and blessing hallelujah my business came up by the grace of God 
Hallelujah. The breakthroughs, the good things that has happened in my life came because God gave me grace and God gave me glory. May your story change from now on. Let the power of the Holy Spirit flow into your life. Let the grace of God abound upon your life. Rakala Shamra Padana, Vedil Smraithinia, Eshu in the Namatal Kalpigino, David in the Jam Yavidigade. Hallelujah. Now, when I was growing up in the Lord, I wanted to be, you know, a child of God who had a lot of power. I wanted to be a powerful minister of the gospel. I was changed. I love the Holy Spirit power. But I say, Lord, I just want to be a graceful person. Just just graciously filled. Stressful things are easy, smooth. It doesn't matter what the challenge is, the grace of God just flows. Amen. Glory to God. Lift your hand and say, glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. You know, the, the prophet, Surabhabil, God said, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, by shouts of grace, grace, you will bring in the capstone. This boundary shall become a plain. Grace in your life will make mountains to vanish. So when you study Zechariah 4, you will find the golden lampstands are there. But there's no oil. There's no grace. The Spirit of God is not moving there. The outward thing is beautiful. But the mountains are also there. Christianity, peripheral, superficial, is beautiful. Yeah, I have traditions. I come from this, you know. Oh my God. My grand-grandfather built that church. Nothing be show forth. Mountains and challenges and problems all around. But the moment grace comes up, you will say with shouts of grace, grace, I'll be able to command the mountains. The mountain shall become a plain. I will bring in the capstone and finish that which God has asked me to do. May that kind of grace come upon you. Open your heart and cry forth for God's grace to flow upon your life. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. See, there is an interesting scripture. You know, it says there, uh, you know, Solomon, when he was walking with God, the wisdom of God began to operate through him. He wrote the book of Proverbs. But his many wives led his heart away from God and he backslided. And in his backslidden stage, Bible scholars believe he wrote the book of Ecclesiastes. So on one, we have the wisdom of God. But in the book of Ecclesiastes, you find, you know, this guy is saying, oh, everything is vanity, not everything is emptiness, there is nothing profitable under the sun. He's just looking for things under the sun. He's lost view of things about the sun. But there is an interesting word in the ninth chapter, verse 11. Ecclesiastes 9, verse 11. The ninth chapter, verse 11. I returned... And I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift, nor the battle of the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happeneth to them all. See, when grace departs out of your life, then you leave everything to time and chance. Everything else is time and chance. You live by probabilities. Guesswork. Let me try this. Time and chance. Maybe. Maybe that business might do it. Maybe this person might help out. Time and it's, it's, it's a lot of probabilities. It's a sign that somewhere you lost connect with grace. It's, you learn things by trial and error. But tonight God wants to move you from there. Tap into the wisdom of God. Let God give you grace and glory. Let the grace of God begin to flow. Let there be clarity in your heart. 
May you know that God is for you. May things happen by the grace of God. May things fall in place. When grace begins to flow, sweat is eliminated. Sweetness increases. Have you seen graceful people? They are sweet people. Am I sweet? <laughs> it's like you are an autopilot when grace begins to flow. Are you with me? There are times when you have to, got to shift gears and do a lot of things. But you put it into the autopilot, you, what do you say for that? Auto gear? Cruise, cruise control. It's grace. Noiselessly you are moving forward. Grace is carrying you. Whoa, grace carry you. Amen. Glory to God. Blessed be the name of Jesus. You know, noiselessly you make news for the glory of God. Wow. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. So riches of God's grace. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 9. There is beauty in grace. For there shall be an ornament of grace. See the, the for they shall be an ornament of grace. Say that with me, the ornaments, beauty. An ornament of grace. Ornament is decoration, a decorative piece. Ornament is used to decorate you. Do you want to be decorated in life? That's one of the riches of grace. God's grace decorates you. It's grace that does it. Grace is divine makeup. Makes you look beautiful. Decoration is something that was not there, but something that is put there. So when grace begins to show forth in your life, the riches of God's grace, your life begins to be decorated. That is why I said, you got to ask God for grace in your prayer time. Grace will cover your errors and will color your efforts. Will decorate you. It's like the painting on a building. There's decoration. The building by itself might not look attractive, but suddenly somebody paints it. Wow, you look, wow. The paint is decorating that building. Amen. May God decorate your life. May God decorate your business. May God decorate the work of your hands. May God decorate your generations. May God decorate your family. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Amen. When God begins to decorate. Ornament of grace. Proverbs 4 and verse 9. She shall give to thine head an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall she deliver up to thee. And place your hand upon your head and say an ornament of grace. A crown of glory shall wisdom give to me. Jesus is our wisdom. See, it's an ornament, it's a decorative piece. Crown of glory. Somebody's life is about to get beautiful from now on. You got a sad story huh, of so many sins and wrongs and bad things that has happened in your life, but you're gonna tap into the grace of God from this day forward. And your life story is going to change, decorated by the grace of God. Finishing strong by the grace of God. May grace paint your life. Uh, may grace make your life beautiful. May the grace of God abound upon your life. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. Jesus for 30 years, working in that carpenter shop of his father. Nobody knew him. But Luke chapter 4. He comes into the synagogue like normal, like usual and begins to open the scriptures in Isaiah 61 and says, The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me. 
He has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, to tell prisoners that they are prisoners no more, to set their captives free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And then he says, this day, this day, this scripture is fulfilled in your midst. And everybody's eyes was upon him. The next verse says in the 23rd verse. And all bear him witness. And all bear him witness. And wondered. And wondered. At the gracious words. By the gracious words. Which proceeded out of his mouth. That proceeded out of his mouth. So he was reading scriptures every other week. But something happened. The grace began to decorate his life from this day forward everybody says gracious words your vocabulary is going to change your thought processes are going to be changed people will recognize the grace of God decorating your life somebody say amen to that somebody say amen to that glory to God glory to God glory to God hallelujah blessed be the name of Jesus amen so what is grace 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 what is grace? Grace is the fullness of God that makes man complete. Say that with me. Grace is the fullness of God. Grace is the fullness that makes of God man complete. That makes man complete. Grace is, you know, see, power is measurable. Power is describable. Power is tangible. Those of you who experience the power of God, you know it. Grace is unmeasurable. It is not tangible. You cannot describe it, but you can, you know the effect of it. Things change. What is grace? Grace is the excellence of power working in an earthen vessel. Say that with me. Grace is the excellence, is the excellence of, God's power of God's power working, working in, earthen vessels. in earthen vessels. In other words, it is power plus. <laughs> Second Corinthians 4 verse 7. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power. That the excellency of the power. May be of God. May be of God. And not of us. And not of us. Amen. That's grace. It's power plus. Power plus. From zero. To bless us in your life. By the grace of God. Hallelujah. What is grace? Grace is what you call a believer's advantage. Inside you use the word mechanical advantage. Jack in your car is able to lift up your car. Even a pregnant woman can use the jack and get the car to lift up. That's what grace does. Are you with me? A little boy like David with a little stone and a little slingshot can produce great victories for a nation by bringing down Goliath. Grace. See, many people will be surprised with grace. Most people who think that you can never do it. Have you seen people who achieve? And there is a lot of people who say, how did this guy come up? You will be surprised to many when grace begins to operate. Glory to God. Hallelujah. So grace to abound. I close with this. I've, I've, I've told you before. You humble yourself. James 4, 6. 1 Peter 5, 5 and 6. Humble yourself under the mighty hand of God. And he will lift you up in due time. Humble yourself that grace might abound upon your life. 
it is said that humble people don't look for grace grace looks for them <laughs> the more humble you are the more gracious you become the many people are there struggling for recognition sometimes people come to and says pastor do you know me it is mad if i don't know you no yes i'm all of us at at as some point of our life we struggle for recognition but jesus even though he was equal with god did not consider himself equal with god but made himself of no reputation became a known entity he humbled himself to the point of death on a cross therefore god raised him from the dead and gave him the name above every other name that at the name of jesus every knee should bow and every tongue should confess that jesus christ is lord to the glory of god the father amen hallelujah glory to god humble yourself humble myself in the sight of the lord Humble thyself in the side of the Lord Humble thyself in the side of the Lord Humble thyself in the side of the Lord And he shall lift you high higher and higher and he shall Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. 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 And he shall lift you high, higher and higher, and he shall lift. humble myself in the sight of the lord i'll humble myself in the sight of the lord and he shall lift me high higher and higher and he shall lift me high humble thyself Humble thyself in the sight of the Lord. 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 And he shall lift you high, higher and higher, and he shall. myself in the sight of the lord i'll humble myself i'll humble myself in the sight of the lord and he shall lift me high higher and higher and he shall lift me high come on judge together I'll humble myself in the sight of the Lord. I'll humble myself in the sight of the Lord. And he shall lift me high, higher and higher and he shall lift me high. One more time, I'll humble myself. I'll humble myself in the sight of the Lord. Oh, humble myself in the sight of the Lord. And he shall lift me high, higher and higher and he shall lift me high. And he shall lift me high higher and higher and he shall lift me high i'll humble myself in the sight of the lord myself in the sight of the lord 
myself in the sight of the Lord. corrected you can be instructed there's an interesting scripture i close with this one kings chapter 21 27 speaking about ahab you know the husband of jezebel one kings 21 27 it says the prophet came to him and rebuked him corrected him and it came to pass when ahab heard these words that he rent his clothes and put sackcloth upon his flesh and fasted and lay in sackcloth and went softly and the word of the lord came to elijah that he should might say seeing thou how ahab humbled himself before me because he humbled himself before me i will not bring the evil in his days see so when the prophet corrected him he just knelt down and said lord i'm sorry i'll fast and pray and just turn to you god said that is he humbled himself he humbled himself in my sight so i won't bring the evil upon his life humility is the key to tapping into the grace of god humble yourself in the sight of god don't be somebody who says i can do it all by myself i'm smart enough i'm capable enough anyone whom god used isaiah said what to me i am undone god said i'll send you moses said send somebody else lord Gideon said I am the weakest in my tribe I am the least in my tribe Jeremiah said I am a I am just but a youth I'm just a child It is when people are dressed and said Lord I need you I am enabled by you I mean I am I am unable by without you I am insufficient enable God's grace abounded that humility Glory to God. I sense grace, the riches of his grace. The riches of his grace, rich and rich, riches of his grace to flow into hearts that are humble in his sight. Rakala rama shampanara. Oh, ange kuda the sabdiyum alla. Devume sahayikilame. Jesus. Jesus. The grace of God abound upon you. Praise you, Father. Hallelujah. Amen. Glory to God. You never can be too humble. Are you with me? Sometimes people say, "No, it's too cold. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. I'm tired. ഹ്യൂമിലിറ്റി <laughs> <laughs> all those dramas i mean there's nothing wrong with doing that but after doing that do you sense the grace if you have that is otherwise stop the drama <laughs> amen glory to god hallelujah blessed be the name of jesus grace always abounds upon people when they pray approach his throne to receive grace and mercy we know the scripture grace also flows into people you become richer rich by when you walk in the company of other gracious people paul would write to philippi church and say you know in first chapter verse 7 i think it says huh what is what paul say you have tapped into my grace 
this of you all because I have you in my heart in as much as both in my bones and in the defense and confirmation of the gospel you all are partakers, partakers of my grace you all are partakers of, so you can partake of somebody's grace when you see somebody walking in grace you can partake of that I know people who partake of the grace that is in my life any pastor can say that any man of God can say that because you will see the result in their life glory to God hallelujah so tonight humble yourself